I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. I really don't know how much long I'm going to go, how much long I can go, because when it's the same exact issues, it's kind of hard to keep talking about it and for my listeners and, and viewers to remain intrigued. And it's just boring. Like it's, it's literally the same exact issues with this Yankees team. Not just from back in April, but it's been the same exact issue or two since like back when Aaron Boone was hired. And it's, it's a culture thing. This is a poor culture. Let's not be fooled here. The way they go about things, it's bad. And the way they let their players go about things and nothing changes. Uh Uh-uh. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to go tonight. Like we're one minute and 15 seconds in and I'm already tired of it. This Yankee team bores the hell out of me. I don't know. They're so bad. They're fundamentally pathetic. I mean, they're so malaise. Like, fuck. Their base running is egregious. Their defense is absolutely horrendous. These lazy uncompetitive excuse of at-bats that we muster up are unbearable to watch. Guys, this I'm recording this podcast a day after I'm supposed to. Like, if you watch or listen to BD4 often, you know that we do episodes every series. And... This is after this is I'm recording this on Memorial Day. So first off, happy Memorial Day and thank you to all who have served and all to have passed away. We do not we won't forget you and we will always remember you. Um but I'm recording this May 31st. Um the night after the Yankees just played the night the day of the Yankees uh the day the Yankees just opened up the series against the Rays. So that's they just lost today against Tampa. So I'm so like unmotivated that I I waited late to record this episode because I'm so tired of it, dude. I'm just so tired of it. They are so bad. They got swept by a minor league baseball team. They just lost to Rich Hill, who's about 78 years old. And he bitched us for the second time this season. 
Gary Sanchez made a ridiculous base running play the other day. And nobody batted an eye because it's the usual for this team. Glaber Torres has made three errors in the past two days. And nobody is even going nuts about it because it's the norm for this Yankees team. It's really scary how acceptable it's become for these guys to be dog shit. And it's, it's, it's their norm. We're just accepting it. I mean, you look at this batting lineup. There are about seven guys, maybe, hitting 200, barely above 200, or well below 200. A bunch of guys in this order are flirting with Mendoza. Or worse. It's really scary when you look at it. They're hitting 229 as a unit this season. And the fact that that's only 23rd in Major League Baseball is really scary for the state of this sport. But it's fucking bad. How can you have half of your lineup hitting below 200 and still throw all these guys out there? I mean, can we do something? Can we call somebody up? You know, can we can we stop doing the service time thing or this guy has this many options thing? Can we call somebody up because we want to win? Can we stop worrying about other things? And the priority should be about winning. We should be calling Florial up and keeping him up here to put pressure on guys like Clint Frazier to produce. We should be calling Chris freaking Gittens up here to play first base to put pressure on other guys to produce. Not because we shouldn't be playing this game, manipulating service time, trying to get the upper edge and things that are irrelevant to right now. We should be doing things that are for the reason to win right now. And we're not. And if you look at that Detroit series, how pathetic we approached it, man. So after the, the first game where Garrett Cole pitched, he he pitched and then a bunch of you know notables from the from the bullpen pitched. We fielded Nick Nelson, Michael King, Davey Garcia, who had a five-something ERA in the minor leagues, wasn't ready to come up here. Nestor Cortez, who I didn't even know was still with the Yankees. And uh, Albert Abreu. Those are the guys we fielded against Detroit. Why? Because we're the Yankees right now. And our approach is, you know what? We'll be fine. Let's just take the easy way out. And let's lay back against the Tigers because we have this entitled mentality. We'll be fine. And we have more important games coming up in Tampa and Boston. That's their mentality. When... A team that's supposed to be hungry, winning a champ, winning, winning a championship, their mentality won't be that. Their mentality would be every single game needs to be played like it's the last fucking game of your lives. We need to go full force 100% of the time. There's no amount of bullshit rest days that need to keep being handed out there. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton, who is a designated hitter who can't play more than five days in a row... Came off the 10-day disabled list. Played a game. Then got rest one day after coming back from the 10-day disabled list. What is that? What is that? It's, it's overthinking. It's trying to play the long game when we should be playing the entire game. Stop 
continuously thinking about later and start thinking about right now for a change. Because right now, the New York Yankees are 29-25, and third place in the American League East, in a division where four out of those five teams could very well take that uh, division title. Boston is overachieving. Tampa's still hanging around. They have our ass. And the Toronto Blue Jays are a young, upcoming team who are looking better and better each year. I know they've been up and down this year, but they look hungry. They beat us around even more. So it's no longer a cakewalk to the American League East Division title. The Yankees can't keep approaching it like this. They can't keep approaching their regular season with the mentality of, okay, we'll walk our way to 100 wins, we will win the division, and we'll, we'll, we'll start going full force when the playoffs come around. No, 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 no. That can't fucking happen. We got to do this right now. We got to do this right the hell now. I am so tired of this later versus now mentality that we have. It's disgusting. So we need to do something. If it's not promoting somebody, how about Aaron Boone goes and does something? Get thrown out of a game. If you don't want to be Millie Martin, how about say something in the press conference that's not complete bullshit? That's not, oh, I think we'll be fine. You know, I think we'll work our way around this. We'll turn the corner. I like the at-bats I'm seeing. Guys look good. I think we're close. We're confident we can turn this around. With just, It's a script. He's got Cashman holding him gunpoint off camera when you can't see. He's on puppet strings. It's insanity, dude. How about saying something out of his arm? Because everybody knows that Aaron Boone is this buddy-buddy cupcake babysitter manager, right? Who, who's this, you know, he's there to be this PR guy and kiss ass. So how about this? How about he says something out of his norm? How about he curses for, you know, he says we need to get our shit together. Because people, we, we look at him, whoa, that's, that's unusual for him. Or something, something to spark us, something to make everybody go, whoa, that's different. Something to send a message. I don't care. Say something out of your robotic, scripted, fixed norm and wake this damn team up as the supposed leader. Because I'm not going to sit here and start talking about firing Boone or firing Cashman. As much as I would love for Boone to be out of here, and as much as I do think Brian Cashman is vastly overrated, the Yankees aren't making big changes this season. I just don't see that happening. And you'd all know I don't like Aaron Boone. Again, that mentality he has of just laying back, it trickles down. And that's why Gleyber Torres is so nonchalant. That's why Gary Sanchez and Gleyber Torres came into camp underweight or overweight a couple of times. That's why all these rest days, man, that's why we're so inconsistent. It's because this manager has this mentality and it trickles down. You could see the body language on the field between, between these guys. When they're bad, they're very bad, and they don't look interested a lot of the time. Something needs to fucking happen. Something needs to fucking be said. I don't care. It needs to. Make a move. Something at the deadline to improve this roster. Before the deadline, because guys are making, GMs are making moves now. Who's to say that at the deadline, the target we want is going to be ready or available? How about Brian Cashman does something now? And I'm not talking about some, you know, 
another Dollar Tree dumpster diving acquisition that nobody hears of or some washed up veteran who was good back in his heyday. I'm talking about someone legit. Make a blockbuster move, man. Get this team going. And it's not going to be Zach Britton or Luis Severino who they're going to milk when he comes back. No, man. I need something big. An actual trade deadline acquisition. Because Brian Cashman, I'm sorry, the roster constructed this team year after year is the same bullshit. <coughs> Excuse me. But it is. It's the same feast or famine bullshit. Strikeouts, home runs, and this year we've added in the, the double play. We lead the league in base running errors. We lead the league in hitting into a double play. This lineup is so boring. All these issues, like we've had the strikeout issues for a while. Right? We've had these really bad stretches of offense for a while. Year after year. But it's been, it's all been masked because we were hitting home runs to disguise it. The home runs have been bailing our poor fundamentals on the field and on the bases out. They've been bailing our immense amount of strikeouts out. We were hitting home runs to mask all that, and it, and it gave us wins. But the home runs are not there this year. So whether you think that's because you know, we did something to the baseballs or what, the homers are not coming for us. So that's making everything else louder. Now people are starting to see, wow, the Yankees are a one-dimensional ball club. And I've been saying this for years, man. I've been saying it forever, how one-dimensional they've been. But people don't notice because they hit home runs to bail it out. But now the homers aren't coming and we're seeing it now. It's disgusting. And you know, Brian Cashman does nothing but add fuel to the fire. I knew rooting in the door wouldn't help this. He's the, the stereotypical Yankee. He hits home runs every once in a while and he strikes out a bunch. And Jay Bruce, oh he's lefty, but he hits home runs and he strikes out. The guy retired. Congrats, Cashman. You got Jay Bruce. That's the second Yankee to retire before the season finishes in the last several years. We keep... I mean, the, the one guy he did get, which helped this lineup be more dynamic, is DJ LeMayu. But that wasn't a guy he expected to be a big part. A cheap two-year contract who... He wasn't even starting on opening day behind Troy Tulowitzki, the other guy who retired. How about getting this offense to know how to play baseball? Get back to see the ball hit the ball and stop with the bullshit of of these, these computer-generated approaches. Go up there, look at the baseball, and try to hit it. Just play baseball. That's what made us successful at the start of this little... You know, back in like 2017 and 2018 even. That's what made the Yankees a dominant baseball team. In 2019, they won 100-something games. You know, that was it. But these last, you know, this year and last season, it's like they've, they've it's like this year and last year, they're looking at 2017, 18, and 19 and thinking, okay, we'll have a year like that. We'll just be able to walk our way through the reg. And once the postseason comes around, we'll turn on, we'll turn on the fucking Jets. It's not like that anymore, man. It is not like that. No. Can't happen. I um I really didn't write down a ton of notes. 
I didn't. I'm just... I'm amazed at how bad we look. Do heads need to roll? I think so, but I don't think it's going to happen. That's one of the notes I had down. Do heads heads need to roll? Say shit in the presser. Literal shit. <laughs> Have that down. Make big move. We just talked about that. If the Cubs sell, do we go after Rizzo? But I don't think they're selling. And one guy, you know, you look at this lineup. Over the last two years, DJ LeMayu has been a big part. You know, he's the catalyst. He's the leadoff guy. Everybody says he gets going. Everybody else kind of feeds off that. Well, we signed the big, you know, we gave him, we handed him a $90 million check to be the guy he's been the last two years. And he's been terrible right now. He's off to a terrible start considering the contract. We signed him to be an extreme contact hitter who hits the ball at a high volume. You know, racks up those multi-hit games. He's not been that. No. Nope. He's hitting 260. The OPS is... Is it even 700 anymore? It's bad. He's been average to below average this year for us. At the plate. I think that's a big part of it. He gets gone, maybe everybody else does. But man, we have way too many guys right now not performing to their expectation. $200 million payroll. We should not be playing like this and fielding these players and pitchers that we're fielding right now. Um... It's sickening. It, it is. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> Yankees suck. That's pretty much it. They suck. We're going to head to break. When we get back from break, we'll do the report card. Or, um, rather, progress report. The two-month progress report. Because as you're listening to this, it'll be June 1st. So we'll go over each individual player. And then we'll grade them individually. And we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're really going to roll through it quickly. We're not even going to go deep into this. Um, so we'll, we'll grade you know, the, the mainstays in the lineup. We'll grade the rotation as a unit and the bullpen as a unit, and then we'll grade the Yankees as a team this year. And I'm not I'm not an easy grader, so don't expect, you know, any kind of optimism, any kind. I try to be fair, but I try not to be overly fair, if that makes sense. I could, you know, I take expectations into account, and we are not performing up to the expectations that we're performing at. So let's get to it. Let's head to break. And um, when we get back, we'll close this thing up. I'm not even going to do a question of the day or anything like that. Uh, I, I'm just so sick of this shit. So let's just get right into it. And um, 
when we get back from break, we'll go over, you know, the progress report to this shitty excuse of a baseball team. Be right back. All right, so we're going to get right to it. We're not even going to waste time. So um, we'll start with the best grades, and then we'll work our way down to the worst. I don't have any A's in the lineup. I have a B-plus, and that's Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has had a strong season, um, hitting the ball really well. The defense has taken a little bit of a step back, so maybe that's why it's done a minus and a B-plus. Um, you go to the B-minus. I've got Gio Urshela and Giancarlo Stanton. Gio is the only one outside judge who showed up every day and performed at least somewhat to his expectation. He is slumping right now. But he's been good on both ends. Striking out more than normal, but he's still productive offensively. And he's playing good defense at third base as usual. And he's playing some shortstop. Giancarlo Stanton. B minus. He's had a good year, but he's not staying healthy. He can't play so and so many days in a row. He can't play the fucking field. So many rules. B minus. DJ LeMayu, I gave him a C. Pretty straightforward. He's not doing his job this season. Him too. The strikeouts are up. He's not coming through with runners in scoring position as much. Got him to be a batting average guy. He's not even hitting. Listen, I'm not asking him to win another title. But can you hit 300 for us or 290 at this point? But he's not even close to that. The OPS is that is dog shit. Um, and then we go all the way down to the D's. D plus for Gla uh, Glaber San oh, Jesus Christ for Glaber Torres and Gary Sanchez. It's a shame about Glaber. I was so hopeful for him when he started his career. Twenty four homers, thirty eight homers, and he hit for a higher average back in those two years. And then he falls into the same trap Gary Sanchez fell into. He started getting too homer happy. I think he started trying to pull everything and overswing and when you overswing it'll lead to lazy ground balls lazy pop-ups or strikeouts and they are very identical in that sense it's scary they leave the zone you can see when they're hot versus when they're cold the, the clear difference in approach the balanced swings versus their unbalanced trying to pull everything swings it is so identical their career paths and how they go uh, about their hot streaks and cold streaks. It's very similar, their mentalities. A D to Rupnet Odor. Um, a D minus to Brett Gardner. You know, he plays defense. He puts up long at-bats, but he doesn't produce. And then an F, unfortunately an F to Clint Frazier. Because statistically... He's the worst outfielder in baseball. 
Like there are actual stats that prove that. But if you watch it, he's bad. He's been really fucking bad on both ends. The rotation and the bullpen, I bo- I gave them both an A minus. And here's what scares me: is that if the rotation, listen, if the pitching, the pitching's been great. Bullpen, rotation, starting five, it's been great. So great though, so great that I do think there's going to be some kind of regression. And when that regression comes, if the lineup isn't awakened yet, what the hell are we going to look like then? You know, because if we're 29 and 25, barely over 500, hanging on to third place, based off of our pitching staff, which isn't expected to be this great, what's going to happen if and when they do regress a little bit? You know, our lineup needs to get going, man. That's what everybody looks at when they look at the Bronx Bombers. It's that pulverizing lineup, that scary, lethal-looking lineup on paper. And that's why I look at Aaron Boone a lot, because when you have a team this good on paper and they're performing this much under their expectation level, to me, that's management, man. You know, fundamentals is management. Attitude and body language... That's management. You got to be ready. You got to be prepared. You got to have your guys hungry. These lineup makeshift lineups and these not calling guys up. We're, we're, we're fielding these shitty pitchers to save arms for later, bigger games. Who are you to decide which games are bigger, man? You got to fucking go full fucking force. So I give the Yankees, as a team, a C-. They've not been good. To their expectations, they've been bad. A C- is bad. They've been bad to their expectation. Because that's what these grades are based off of. Expectation. If it was just your normal baseball team, yeah. You know, 29-25, third place. All right, we're making a run. This is the New York Yankees. We're not supposed to be 29 and 25 in third place. This was the team everybody expected to be first place, maybe second, on their way to 100 wins with a 600 record. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I don't even want to talk anymore, man. I'm so tired. I'm so done. Episode 253 of BD4. I think that's it. The Yanks continue to fail. Will they lose four in a row? Maybe five? I don't even know. Five in a row? They suck. They suck. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. I am so done. I'm out. <laughs>